Well, this is quite a scene. I'm drifting along in a canal boat crossing the world's highest navigable aqueduct. When Thomas Telford finally finished constructing the 18-arch Pontesifke aqueduct in 1805, the boats were pulled along by horses. Today, because horses are too expensive and their meat too delicious to waste on menial tasks, local children are leashed to the boats. In only half a day, Caris here can pull a narrowboat full of overweight English tourists across the entire span. Charming. When I was 15 years old, I came on an imaginary holiday here with my fictional friend Tarquin. Tarquin was quite a creation. He was 17 feet tall with three heads and 13 hands, and he was shaped like a mushroom. I am, of course, waffling and delaying the inevitable description of what's coming up in this North Welsh episode. Hello, I'm Barry Patterson, and welcome to the Barry Patterson Tour of Britain. This is the show where I travel the height and width of the country, from the island of Wick to the tin mines of Wales, fingering the pulse of a nation on the brink of Brexit. I'll be asking the big questions. Where have we come from? Where are we going? Where are the nearest toilets? Who are we? Why are we? When are we? I'm Barry, Barry Patterson. Join me, follow me, Instagram me photos of your memories as we explore this historic land. It's the Barry Patterson tour of Britain. This time, I'll explore some of the legendary tales of North Wales. I'll pay a visit to the glorious Bedasicoid and give you an audio bath in the mountains of Snowdonia. If you like North Wales, you'll love Luton. Luton is only 11 hours by coach from North Wales. One minute you could be climbing in Snowdonia and bang, 11 hours later you'll be nearing Luton's modern and well-equipped central bus station. Several coaches a day arrive at Luton's state-of-the-art bus terminal. There is a bar, an indoor toilet catering for the major genders and a machine dispensing prophylactics that are nearly within date. But the journey is part of the fun too. The majority of our coaches meet national safety standards. On-board facilities include seats. Book your journey now and visit Luton. Live it, die it, Luton it. Visit Luton is proud to sponsor the Barry Patterson Tour of Britain podcast. You're wanker. Wales is a land built on myth, fable, folklore, allegory and frankly lies. Here in North Wales, the hills are still alive with legends, in particular the classical singer Alid Jones. Alid initially became famous as a travelling curio, lauded for his pea-sized testicles. Wales loved him and his testes that, like peas, thrived in the cool Welsh climate. He would travel the land, parading his microballs. The crowds would go mental when Alid arrived. Show us your balls, the professionals of the villagers would cry. I have, of course, translated that from the Welsh for your listening convenience. But Alid got tired of all this attention on his personal appearance and instead began singing. I'm sure you're all too aware of his singing career, but less well known is his work as a freelance folklore writer. In the quiet years that followed his initial success with Walking in the Air, he set up an allegory agency in a warehouse near the Matalan on the A4087 in Bangor. Perhaps his most celebrated tale and most relevant to this part of Wales is that of Caton Gorgoch and Prince Daffod Wills, or in Angles, Caton Wills. Alid, or legend, told that in 2001, Caton Gorgoch would meet Daffod Wills in a distant northern land. 
they would be plagued for 10 years by a mythical beast called the Daily Mail, and then find seclusion and peace on an island called Anglesey in a remote and rented farmhouse. There, Daffod Wills would ask his love the ultimate question, a question that would make her choose between a life as a budding art historian stroke shop assistant, or one of unrelenting, unforgiving, desperately hard public service stroke mating partner. In return, she would get a palace or two, the royal willy, and fistfuls of taxpayers' money to spend. Kate and Gorloch didn't know what to do. She had been so good at art history. She knew which way up to put Da Vinci's Last Supper, for goodness sake. And what about all the other princes she's fancied? There'd been Simba, Prince Gustav Adolf Oscar Frederick Arthur Edmund, Duke of Vasterbotten, and her old flame, the Beast, from Beauty Amber. But after one to two seconds, she would seal the deal, and the Anglesey Holiday Cottage's rental income would go through the roof. Alid told that Kate and Gorgoch would then marry Daffod Wills, and that the Welsh Dalai Lama, Hugh Edwards, would provide an unbelievable sense of the occasion in glistening high definition on BBC One. The couple, a prince and now enslaved air machine, would return to Anglesey to endure the desolate landscape and make the best of the appalling weather. Quite a tale of devotion. A peasant who made the ultimate sacrifice to marry a prince. You can't fly to Luton from North Wales, but it doesn't matter because Luton is more than an airport. Luton City Centre is a shopper's wonderland, sporting 11 major varieties of single price point retailer. There's Poundland, 99p store, Pound Wales, Pound Evan, 98p Paradise, 100p shop, 57 Pennyland, £2 to £1.01 store. I can't believe it's just a pound shop. I can't believe it's just under a pound shop. And the Bloody Allen Poor store. But there's more. Luton City Centre also has Britain's largest mortuary. Although not usually open to the public, Luton City Morgue is a perfect place for that special occasion. Birthday, wedding or bar mitzvah, trust Luton to put on a show. Live it, die at Luton it. Visit Luton is proud to sponsor the Barry Patterson Tour of Britain podcast. North Wales Highlights. Number one. National Slate Museum. If you think this sounds boring, you're right. Number two. Electric Mountain. If you think this sounds entertaining, you're wrong. Number three. Conway Castle. Built by Edward I, this medieval fortification is considered by UNESCO as one of Europe's finest examples of medieval military architecture. But what do they know? It hasn't even got a roof. Number four. Festiniog and Welsh Highland Steam Railways. Small scale, slow and cramped. Just like holding a mirror to the rest of Britain's railway network. I love Wales. This evening, I've arrived in Bedesicoid, translated Crappy Village. The guidebooks describe this place as the Magaluf of Snowdonia. It's a village built on hedonism, where the bar opens until 9.30pm and the spa stocks wine in two popular colours. It's also described as a honeypot destination for the wider Snowdonia region, obviously not because it's golden and sticky, it's actually grey and wet, but because the tourists are like bees, leaving sugary deposits from their packed lunches and various products of enzymatic activity and regurgitation. That's certainly what I'm doing here at any rate. I always find that the best way to get to know a place is to spend the night in one of the commercial bins. I've found myself a lovely 1100 litre bin at the back of the railway station in the car park area. And 
It's a non-imported commercial wheelie by the looks of things. Yeah, it's the slightly higher grade plastic at the rim that gives this one away and uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, the extra strength trunnions and lift bar. It's a British bin, this finished in beautiful British rail maroon. It's dark in here. It's very dark. It's a very, very dark, dark darkness, actually darker than some other bins that I've spent the night in. Quite smelly too, not, not, in a, not in a bad way, but not in a particularly nice way either. I've uh, brought my wind-up torch this evening to have a look at what Better Sequoid throws away. Oh my goodness, it's a, it's a bin of cliches. Good grief. There's a Tom Jones Greatest Hits tape here and uh, a commemorative Gavin and Stacey DVD box set. You're kidding, is that... Alad Jones's Alad's Christmas Gift Christmas CD. What's wrong with these people? Oh, oh. Watch it, please. Do people not check if podcasters are hiding in their bins before tossing rubbish in around here? I'm not sure how long I've been in here now. Could be five minutes, could be five hours. It's very dark. Some people ask, Barry... Why commercial bins and not household bins? To them I say, would you rather a Renault Espace or the Renault Grand Espace? Others have asked, Barry, why do your segments based in commercial bins always go on so long? To them I say... Last year, fewer serious crimes were committed in Luton than were committed in London. Luton's police service are getting better and better at disabling criminals before they disable you. We predict that next year, 1,025 serious crimes will be carried out in Luton. And in 34% of cases, our police service will be able to stop the criminal before they strike again. Oh, that's nice. Ha ha, yeah it is. Luton is on the up. Live it, die it, Luton it. Visit Luton is proud to sponsor the Barry Patterson Tour of Britain podcast. Well, that was not one of the best bin nights of my career, but it has at least forced me to get up early. And thank Alid Jones, because ahead is perhaps my greatest physical challenge yet. You may have heard of Mount Snowdon. At 3,559 feet, it's the highest peak in Wales. If you can climb Snowdon, along with the 14 other high Welsh peaks in a 24-hour period, then you, my friend, join a club known as the Recently Unemployed. They keep a list of all those who can complete this challenge at the job centre. An even more noble challenge, however, is the one that I'm going to tackle today. And it's to do the peaks that are known in hill walking circles as nuttalls. Now, these are hills in England and Wales that are at least 2,000 feet high with a relative height of 49 feet. If the relative height reaches 97 feet, then that hill's a Hewitt and you might as well go home. Relative height of 49 to 98 feet is sweet Nuttall territory, as defined by hillwalking megastars John and Anne Nuttall. Imagine if Elton John and Anne Boleyn had two unrelated babies who married and then wrote hillwalking guides, and you're not even close. 
These guys are huge. Consider, if you will, John le Carré and Anne Hathaway holidaying in the most picturesque parts of England and Wales, enjoying long walks and bantering over the relative heights of hills, and you begin to get an idea of what kind of super big deals I am talking about. I've always excelled at physical activities. It must be genetic, because my grandmother, actually, despite being completely blind, walked all the way from Carlisle to Norwich for Ramadan. We never really knew why she bothered not being Muslim or having any reason to be in either place, but she was not a woman to be trifled with. My, my grandfather, he was also a pretty physically active man. Even in his latter years, he was extremely proficient at operating the button on his hoist to transfer from the bed to the commode. I've been able to walk for well, nearly all my life and I must recommend it as a way to get around. In recent years I've started wearing shoes for nearly all of my longer walks and the comfort I have to say is absolutely unparalleled. Gone are the days of uh, blistered bleeding stumps. Hello! Cushioned coziness. I shouldn't go on about the scenery. As I gain height, the path ahead is getting harder to pick out. Whilst the big peaks of Snowdonia are mobbed by tourists, those with less relative height are somewhat neglected. On Snowdon there's the famous train service of course um, to the top, but here on this relatively small peak the, the bus to the summit only comes once or twice a day. can see the, I can make out the top of the Nuttall now and wow, the height you know, relative to the other peaks is, well, about 49 to 98 feet and the view, well it's relatively, it's relatively good. As I reach the top of the Nuttall, I'm reminded that I've also reached the end of this tour of Britain. The end of this journey brings a whole smorgasbord of mixed feelings. I've visited some incredible places, none of which I've included in these programs. And I would say I've met some amazing people. So what have I learned? I don't know. What have you learned? You've been listening. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, then good for you. Remember that feeling. This tour, your good feeling. Life, it's also transient. If you've enjoyed the Barry Patterson Tour of Britain podcast, find us on Facebook at BPTOB, on Twitter at Barry underscore I underscore Am, or log on to our website at barryiam.co.uk for more information about all the episodes in this series and upcoming content.